It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, not much. Getting close to Turkey Day, so trying to make final plans for that, trying to finish up. Everyone tries to, and I'm sure this is a phenomenon that exists across multiple, uh, uh, you know, jobs or whatever everyone tries to get a whole week's worth of work done done in three days it's impossible it's the busiest work week of the year it's crazy it's it's usually near the end of the year and it doesn't really matter what you know job you're in it's it's a kind of it can be kind of a busy time of year so but everyone always is like oh yeah it's fine there's only three days this week we can still get five days uh, of work in And, and it's so it's been a wild week for everyone i imagine so uh, everyone take a breath and enjoy yourself on Thursday. Yeah, especially if you're in the football world because, you know, for oh, us, we had a game on yeah. Sunday. We Then we've got to review the, the Sunday game against the Patriots. And now we're starting to get ready for the game against Buffalo uh, and, and everything that's coming up. So uh, let's go ahead and get to your guys' Twitter questions. We have a lot of them today. Uh, and let's jump in. This first one comes from Vince Landon, and it's directed to you. Oh, I'd great. Lo- I'd love to hear the eternal optimist Landon defend Jason Garrett's words and actions of his recent pressers. From no accountability to his analytic answers that make a Cowboys fan cringe. Can we just speak on the atmosphere with these Garrett questions and answers? Well, first of all, I-, I don't really have any interest in talking about the way garrett handles the media because i just that it doesn't me, matter it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter and and, fr- and frankly i think you know it's it's a it's he, he's trying to have a neutralizing effect on the media and that 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 argument that you know the idea of, of having no accountability that's come on uh, yeah i have a that's, lot of problems with that's with BS, garrett, but like, the, yeah. the media stuff i don't really care about we we've, yeah. we've just gotten used to you're not going to get anything from him from the press yeah. conference. The now, spot. if you want to have a conversation about the individual things inside this conversation, inside of this tweet, we can. We can have a conversation about um, the analytics answers that he's over the week because I, I feel like a lot of people want to talk about that. And 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 you know, you and I mentioned this before we came on. I, I mean, I think this is a lot more of a nuanced conversation than people yes. are having on Twitter. Yeah, Vin, actually, Vince's next question is, does it ultimately frustrate you guys from the top down that they truly don't believe in analytics? I think That's this is a good con- Well, I think this is a good conversation to have because I do I, – I, I think I agree with you. It's not that they don't believe in analytics, but there are certain times when they do tend to ignore them. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think, first of all, they are heavily invested in analytics in certain aspects of, of you know, football. Like I would uh, say team building. 
Yes, and 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 and, and I think it's their adherence to analytics has been a major part of a lot of their success. So sure. let's not paint with such a broad brush like that. In-game analytics. Uh, you know, look, the 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 goal here is not to uh, I I was disappointed by some of the comments that were made by Jerry and by Jason um as well, but I think for some different reasons, you know, like I think the idea of not deferring to the analytics on in-game decisions is reasonable, but not using it as a tool, that's problematic to me. I certainly, I certainly am not upset with the individual situation that happened in-game on 4th and 7th. Because right. I, th- I, I think it's I important think, we'd separate those two. Right? Yeah, because, because the thing is, is that... Uh, and, and this is actually well, I think they should be separate. But I also think that it's a good example of. I mean, it's not a good example because it didn't end up working for other reasons. But I think it's it's an it's an example of there being exceptions to the rule. Now you can't always coach that way. You know, mm-hmm. you can't always assume that every <laughs> everything you see. Uh, is the, every, exception. Is the yep. exception you have to understand that there are you know a, a lot of, of, of averages and, and if you're in a, a very typical situation uh in kind of a neutral situation game script in a, in a in a dome controlled environment you know like i think that using the the analytics is is valuable because it just takes a lot of the indecision out of it out of it and, and it and it kind of you know homogenizes the decision process. But I, I think if you're looking at a situation where there are a lot of out-of-the-normal variables, like the, the crazy wind, the weather that was happening, uh, you know, I, I think you know, the, the different specific aspects of feeling good about where your defense was, I think that there is value in knowing. And I think, one of the honestly, one of the strengths that of Jason Garrett as a coach, and I know it's hard to talk about strengths of Jason Garrett at this point because everyone <laughs> does, everyone wants to kill him. But I think one of the values that he provides to his teams is that he understands his teams well, and he understands what he wants out of his teams. And I think that that is, you know, when you understand your team, I think you understand what they're capable of. I thought they were capable of winning the pathway that I think JG uh, envisioned, which was making the stop on defense and then taking the ball down and scoring uh, and trying to you know do it in a last-minute nature so you don't leave Tom Brady any time left. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the the refs kind of it, it stepped in there at, at, at the game and it disallowed that, but I don't think that the plan was necessarily unsound of that. So the larger question, the larger part of this being, I, I think that there is... I don't disagree with Jason Garrett that you shouldn't just defer necessarily to analytics, that, that there is something about knowing your teams, knowing the situation and, and, and like that. But I do think it is problematic in general to kind of have a, just a complete disregard for it, even as a, as a tool to use in game.
No, 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 absolutely not. No. Let's let's parse that a little bit, though, because I do feel like there has been some changes made by Jason Garrett and some give and some and some. I do think that what you're describing, Jason Garrett has done. I think what we're what the debate is over is how far, how much he's moved off the spot, because I do think that there has been some changes in the way they're doing, including the things that you're mentioning, like the analytics into the game planning and, and, you know, allowing a a younger offensive coordinator like Kellen Moore to come in here and kind of rework the the whole offense. I think that there has been some concessions by Jason Garrett this season. Now, what I think is very debatable is how much of the concession has been made and if it was enough to save his job. Like, I, I think these are all completely legit. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, the the you know the, the kind of the step the, the kind of thing that was made the promise not promise but the, the thought process last year when we when Jason came back was look this team needs to take another step and in order to do that you need to step out of your comfort zone in order to kind of get there and that was the hope is that you know okay look we're getting Kellen Moore and you know we're going to get kind of a different offense we're going to step out of that kind of comfort zone to. to to take the next step to do things that we haven't done before. And, and I think that, the, you know, there was a step taken out. There was a, there was a step out of the comfort zone. I, I think that happened. I, I just think it, it hasn't happened maybe as far or as much out of the comfort zone as, as needed to actually get this team to that next level. All right, okay. Yeah, let's do that. No. No. No, because I just don't I I I mean I don't want a defensive head coach. Like, you know, yeah, like I I I have an issue with that and I'm I have a fear that that may end up being the case. I, and I have nothing against Chris Richard and I think he will be as good as a defensive head coach can be, uh, but I also think you rob yourself an opportunity to bring in a, a, a especially since I don't really know what's going to happen with Kellen Moore. I think you rob yourself uh, uh, an opportunity to have a elite offensive mind by not making your head coach that elite offensive mind. Yes. 
know. I, I just don't think it's I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea. Uh, as as good idea as everyone thinks it is. I, it's not that it can't be a good idea. It's not that he can't do it. I just think that that's, yeah, that's a really big risk. You know, that's a really big risk. And I don't think that this, I have concerns that this fan base uh, is not going to be patient enough with with some of, so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think there's a couple other guys like that that I feel like, you know, I, that could be good. I mean, you know, I, I would even, like, to me, the ultimate one of those guys, and, and maybe people think I'm crazy, but I, Gary Patterson, you know, like, I, I mean, again, like, I think he's the perfect defensive coordinator for th- this era of football. You know, like, I think he understands covering modern defenses Offense is better than as, as the most defensive court coaches, and and I, I just don't. I mean, it's not about it's not about the quality. It's about the fact that I think you're robbing yourself an opportunity to upgrade the the philosophy at the most important side of the ball at this point in the NFL, which is the offense. No. That one's really intriguing. Maybe. Mm. No. I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan, so that's an easy no for me. I, I, you know, why? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not theoretically opposed to Dave Tom. Uh, I, I mean, I am assuming that you have something here, so 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 lay it out. No. Like, uh, yes, yeah, better than zero, maybe. Uh, but but it's like it, it, it could it could be better than zero and still less than one <laughs> percent. Well, <laughs> yeah, bring it, bring in the heat. Yeah, I mean, no, would you? That's nice. Good, good, good for you. <laughs> let, 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 let me let me sit on it for the day. Yeah, and uh, by the way, yeah, that's that's another thing. It's, it's so funny that like uh, 
everyone would take Bill Belichick over Jason Garrett, but let's definitely burn him at the stake for losing at four points in in Boston against a a, a coaching staff that we all knew was better. So let's just bring that up. Let's just bring that up. But okay. <laughs> This is why you guys don't understand Bill Belichick is because you keep asking this or that, and the answer is both. The answer is that the defense is designed to work with the weather of the stadium, forcing you to have to throw the ball down the field into notorious New England wins in November. Uh, I mean, this is one of the reasons that this team is won 21 straight games at home. Bill Belichick understands all aspects of football not just the x's and o's like he he takes in all the factors and and calculates it all together and you know he knows the the advantages look this is a guy who is filming practices and you know like is getting his is getting his yeah exactly and getting his quarterback to uh, decrease the the air in this in the football so i mean this is a, allegedly i'm sure this is a this is a guy who understands the, what details do to the larger picture. So this is not an, an either or situation. The defense was designed to make you force your force your way against the elements and the defense uh, in order to, to score. Can we can we also talk about people that were blaming what why are you blaming the coaches for Dak not wearing a glove? I I saw somebody tweet about it that that that, that, that like what what that's terrible coaching that it took Dak a, f- a full quarter to put the glove on. I'm like Dak what Dak's the one wearing the gloves. Like That that probably feels like that should be the quarterback's job. I don't know. I, I mean, I I love Dak Prescott. He was the MVP of that game, despite the fact that they lost. And uh, I, I I mean, come on, guys. Like, wh- whether or not you're wearing gloves, that's your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he didn't he didn't coach him. He, he didn't coach him about you know tying his shoes tight. You know, like it's. Uniform is your your part, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean I haven't watched the 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 end zone tape yet, but I mean, I, I think he it looked like he kind of had a couple of blown assignments, maybe or at least one blown assignment, um, and then I you know they got a, a tripping call, which I mean the NFL came out 
pretty clearly stated that the only ones who were tripping in that game were the refs. Uh, so, I yeah, no, I mean, I think he, he generally, uh, you know, probably didn't have a great game. But, I you know, I think it was uh, – I think overall he's – yeah, he has improved throughout the year. I, th- I think there's very little doubt of that. Um, I, but I also – you know, it's it's been a process, that, to be sure. It hasn't – you know – he he is not all the way back to what he was before, but I think I think it's reasonable to expect that he probably will be by the time we get uh, to next season. I mean, because I think he's just kind of on that on that slope. I think he's just moving his way from good starter to back to all pro. No. You would think. Yeah, and and again, like this is with all context stripped away too. So I mean, like you know, really, uh, thirty yards of penalties may may not sound like very much, or twenty yards, or seven. I mean, seventy yards being a lot may not sound a lot, but I mean, if one of those ten yard penalties, just one of those, is a third and ten conversion that you know, the you know, you know what I'm saying, like or a, you know, I mean, like that's those. Those things are huge in game. And and Yeah, I mean... That's the thing. It, can we talk about that real quick? Because here's... here's, here's a, 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 we're running out of time, but... I, I really feel like a lot of the phenomenon... And look, I, I'm frustrated with Garrett. I'm, I've, I, you know, I've obviously been an apologist for him for a long time. I'm not standing in the way of him being let go at the end of this year. I totally get it. And, and 
But I will say that I feel like a large percentage of this anger that's on Twitter, whatever, is misdirected anger at the fact that no one can do anything about the refereeing situation and that it's beyond problematic because 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 the the, the problem is it, it it talks to the court first of all no one can do anything about it they have very little influence over it second of all it speaks to the 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 level of fairness in the game which speaks to the credibility of of the sport and 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 that's something that no one really wants to discuss because it, it's uncomfortable when they think about the lack of fairness and something that one of the whole reasons that they're there to, is to watch a fair game. But I I, I mean I it's hard it, I can't ignore it anymore. That's that's the problem that I've reached now is that it's gotten to the point where when this stuff happens, when two tripping calls get called in the same game for the first time in a decade, and the last time as you mentioned. That two, two, two tripping calls were called in a game was against the Cowboys in 2009. Like, that's hard to look past. It's hard to look past the Green Bay games where you're watching the offensive line, you know, basically do the mirror image of what the Seattle defensive backs used to do and basically just break the rules every single play and know that they aren't going to get called for it. I know, so I won't guess, but you you tell everybody because I know that you're excited. Yeah. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.